podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So I'll never forget the last time I went to Blockbuster. I went to the guy at the till and I said, I'd like to borrow Batman forever. And he looked at me and said, no, you've got to bring it back on Tuesday. Welcome to The Paddock, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lawrence Brete, senior writer at F1.com. I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. I'm Nate Saunders, F1 correspondent at ESPN. And he's hilarious, so look Thanks, forward to guys. more jokes from Nate soon. But um, yes. t- did you notice how happy Nate and I sounded compared to Barreto? Because we've had a lovely weekend at home. And Barreto's just had like the world's most manic week. In, uh, in little old Sochi. So how did that go for you, Beretta? It's been, it's been busy. Uh, good busy, I would say. Um, so not many people go to Sochi these days, mainly for visa reasons. And then COVID obviously made it slightly cha- more challenging. And that's why people like Medlin just didn't fancy it this time around. Nah. Um, and that just meant that when, unfortunately, uh, my colleague, Will Buxton, caught COVID, or tested positive for COVID before we went to Russia, um, it meant he obviously didn't go, and we couldn't really fly anyone else out, so they got stuck with me. Well, um, to... there, is, there is some big talking points over this, and in fact, there's only one. <laughs> and it's, what the hell was on your feet on the opening day of the weekend? So, Did you so, call them moon boots? No, I didn't call them moon boots. They are moon boots. As in <laughs> why, the brand, they, why are they like velvet the, red? I said the brand is moon boots, because, well, oh. I like red. I like red. You, I mean... Fanboy. Are they, they're not NASA approved moon boots, are they? So technically that name sounds completely and utterly, well, it sounds like lies to me, Beretta. So, so, so I wouldn't advise you take them to the moon, Nate, when you go. Okay. That's, that's good. Noted. I, I won't. I, I'd get some proper moon boots. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I'm, glad we've, I, I'm glad we established this early on because I was going to make this a very moon related debate, but <laughs> we've got past it, so that's good. I'd also recommend not wearing them in 27 degree heat. Yeah, that was brave. Um... The idea was, I just thought many months ago, having not been to Russia since 2015, I think, um, it'll be cool to get some moon boots, some snow boots, because we're going to the home of the Winter Olympics. Um, And I thought, well, that's a good reason to wear some snowshoes, like snow boots. Um, And then to be in truth, I did know it was going to be warm. I just didn't really think it was going to be that warm and that sweaty. And then I bought them, so I had to commit to them. So I wore them in and they were super comfy and then they got really really hot and then I thought well if I take them off now I'm just gonna have sweaty feet in my new other shoes which are quite nice so I tried to commit to wearing the moon boots all day and then I stood in the pen for about three hours and I hurt my back so I had to take them off um so I sat barefoot at my desk for a little bit just to give them some breathing room and then when I did weekend warm-up right at the end of the day um I did switch to my other shoes um, but then it, what happened was people would refer to my shoes, but I was wearing different shoes, so it didn't make any sense. So really, I haven't really got the wonders of this TV stuff. I think I need to... I need Continuity. To, but yeah, I'm, was the best, what was the best reaction you had to your shoes from any driver? Um, Max called them shocking. Um, Lewis said, what the hell am I doing? Because I was stood in the paddock in the heat in these moon boots. Um, Esteban said that he needs sunglasses to look at me i thought that you just need them generally or just for the boots it's quite warm yeah it's quite sunny and such. 
Well, Esteban, Esteban, you shouldn't need them anyway. Like, um, Lando just calls me Moonbeats now. Um, so I, I think they went down. Uh, well, they went down. Should we say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about your reputation with the drivers? Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That well, definitely I don't know. went down. It's been in the gutter for a while, so I don't know if you could go any lower than that. Well, oh went... no, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate knows. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, you're, you're blazing a trail that's already been blazed, my friend. Is that- <laughs> I, I will admit, I was. Your reputation with me has gone down as well because there was thought Why? process to this. I thought this was just an impulse buy where you were like, "Oh, they look cool. I get them." Not you planned the fact that you were going to the home of the Winter Olympics. I so thought you'd get some ski snowshoe type thing, and yeah. the fact that you that you had time to think about it, put a plan in place, and you still bought them. And were they were they cheap? No, they're about nine, hundred quid for me. That's oh. quite a lot of money. For sh- that's a ton of money. I've never spent anywhere near that much money on shoes before. See, I, I thought you were making a very clever historical and political point that Russia were beaten to the moon by the US. So I assumed that that's why. And you painted them red. You know, it's kind of part of the US flag. I thought that's what you were doing. I thought it was really. Cl- I was like, sweet, love Mate, that. Why didn't you tell me that before we started the podcast? Then I could just because red's also it. part of the Russian flag. Stars, yeah, true, but <laughs> the moon isn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was I was waiting to see. Like Nate is passionate about his about the space race, um, and Daniel Ricardo moment. My uh, our intercom's just gone off. Um, you planned that, Meadows, didn't you? So, you planned no, it. I, I did not. Um, it's uh, it's loud. What? So for anyone listening who doesn't know, I had a shocker on Thursday, uh, almost as big as Barreto's boots, where I was on the press conference with the drivers and I was asking Daniel Ricciardo a question and I'd only just started asking it and the intercom at my flat went off um, because I had a delivery of what was actually a new TV to watch the weekend on. Uh, so I was really excited about this delivery coming and I had to keep asking my question while the thing was blaring ringing. Fortunately, I'd just finished asking it, muted my uh, Zoom call and then my laptop started ringing with a proper you know, iPhone ringtone because the uh, delivery guy then phoned my phone and it automatically pulled through to my laptop, thanks to all that Apple ID stuff. So that was going really loud as well. Um, so they couldn't hear that, fortunately. But I was sat here, like, panicking. All these loud noises were going off at me. And I was sat trying to listen along, nod. I still don't know what he said in the answer. Not a clue. I was just nodding and smiling. Uh, and eventually, I turned my camera off and ran to the door to let the guy in. I'd like to buzz him in. Ran back, sat down, turned the camera on again. So they didn't know I'd actually gone anywhere. And then when Daniel finished his answer, I could quickly leave the call and go and actually open the front door and let the guy in. So it was stress. But um, yeah, it's just happened again with some boring Amazon delivery. So not as exciting as the telly. Wow. Sorry about that. Tangent. Anyway. Medlin slams slams Amazon. Um, A little, yeah. This is all just like kitchenware rather than a telly. Telly was fun. Um, A telly that I now play Fall Guys on, thanks to Nate. But that's a whole nother episode. We should do a Fall Guys episode, definitely. It's the best game. And Among Us, which you guys should play as well. Um, can we just quickly go back to Sochi? Because before you finish yeah. talking, I yeah. wanted to talk about how bad Sochi is and why it's the worst place on earth. Um, which, you know, the worst we, we, place on earth? The worst place that I've been to, yeah. I, I don't like it. But I was thinking the other day about... So I went aren't, to a Catholic you from secondary Colchester? school. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... that's <laughs> hey, well, that's, that used to be the capital of the UK, I'll have you know. And it was also a major civil war uh, town. So history... Guys, <laughs> educate yourselves about Colchester. Um, where was I? Sochi, yeah. So, Sochi, I went to a Catholic secondary school and they always used to tell you about how awful and dull and horrific purgatory was and I didn't believe any of it until I went to Sochi. That's all I wanted to say. 
I thought about that this morning and I was like, I'm going to put that on the podcast because I thought it was clever. Why was it so bad for you, Nate? Just nothing about it, is there? You know, the, like the food's late. Everyone's walking around like they're an F, like a KGB agent. Like every person you see there, you're like, I'm pretty sure that person's watching me. And they are. Um, yeah, it just sucks. I, I like that it. you mentioned food. It's the first thing. I mean, that's just what everyone says. But so genuinely, the first, first year I went to Sochi, I was super paranoid because every time I came out of my hotel at the same time, like, sorry, I, came, I kept coming out of my hotel room at different times. The same guy was walking down the corridor and he was always like, oh, good morning. And I was like, uh... <laughs> okay that's weird you know the truman show when they were like on a they're on a timer i felt like that and then i went downstairs and i kept seeing the same guy like in groundhog day when he's like you know morning off to see the groundhog and i was like there's something really weird going on here you see you hear those that those sirens that's the kgb coming to pick me up i'm on i'm onto them that might have been from mine i had them i just tried to mute myself because they're obviously onto both of us they're onto this whole yeah. call this whole call um, shut it down sochi does have the opportunity to be a bit endearing like last year i think it was they gave us free ice hockey tickets because there's a big ice hockey game in one of the winter olympic arenas in the park and nate were you there for this did you come nope. to sochi last year you well done last last year was the first year i didn't do sochi <laughs> you um you you did well because this looked like it was going to be the one redeeming feature of the weekend it, it's the, the problem with sochi is a long way to go for somebody a really dull race um and it's expensive to get there and then as you say like logistically things like you know hospitality sector isn't amazing there so you're waiting three hours for dinner and it's not very good food and all that sort of stuff which is actually important when you've had a long tiring day so anyway forgive that moan went down to this ice hockey i was like this is gonna be great hadn't had dinner funny enough um and was just desperate for a beer and some food and thought well it's just it's a big sporting event that they've given us free tickets to and got all of f1 going down there this would be amazing uh, walked all the way down there, got in just at the start of the game, I think, because we'd been working. And uh, it looked all right. It was a bit interesting. And then thought, right, let's go and get a beer um, and get some food. And they don't serve alcohol on the premises. I don't know if it was because of a um, like a Winter Olympic type thing or something like that. But yeah, no, no alcohol, so we couldn't have a beer. Um, which, you know, fine, not for everyone. So I thought, get some food. Awful food like nothing just some weird sort of like cheese bread thing that was all that you could buy anywhere and huge queues for it and it looked terrible so i didn't do that um and then i think someone explained that they thought it was because there was a lot of kids at this game and that's why they didn't serve like alcohol or much food and stuff and it was family orientated but then they had a really heavy metal rock band that would play it in every like gap or after every goal or just at every opportunity but also they had like cheerleaders that were just appearing all around the um like in the stairwells all around the stadium wearing next to nothing and lots of guys being like, well, this is good. Um, and there's another Daniel Ricciardo. Let us answer your door, what man. What is going on? Um, but then the other part that was really weird was they had the best, I'd say the best part of the whole game was that they had a um, cycling race on tiny little bikes for two kids, like two local kids, and they had to go around the outside of the ice rink. So it was like jumping over wires and big, like, you know those sort of casings you get for heavy-duty electronics and things where you trip over them if you're in a, like, a sporting arena or something like that? Huge things like that. They had to race over, jump over. And these kids were tiny, and they were just like – they were basically running. Um, and I feel like they had to dodge like the ice cleaners that went on and off. It was so dangerous. And I remember leaving there very, very disappointed late, late in the evening, uh, starving, thirsty. I can't even remember what the score was, if it was any good. And just thinking what a terrible, terrible sporting event it was. And it kind of fit with how most of the race weekend goes now. Oh, Metis. There's my endorsement of Sochi. 
I feel, I feel like, like we're giving it a bit of a kicking. But, but hang on, you guys did do one cool thing, didn't you? Go bobsledding, or bobsleighing. Yeah, I'm not sure if we've mentioned skeleton. this before, but we yeah. should have if we haven't. Yeah, we, we yeah. did get to do a bit of bobsledding down there. Like the an Olympic inflatable route. thing. Yeah, that was, cool. it, but... that was cool. Yeah, that was, and it was like a long bus route up to the, um, whatever they call it, the course, I guess. And then we went down the first bit of that, and it's pretty scary actually how fast you go in a giant, like whatever. It was like an ice dinghy that we were on. Um, but yeah, like that, that was pretty cool. But um, ice, ice dinghy is a good explanation. Yeah, it looks like ice a, dinghy. Like ice dinghy is a good band, doesn't it? Like a... ice dinghy is a good band name. <laughs> yeah. Got, so for context, on my phone, every so often, I'll just hear a phrase like that, and I have a note called band names, and I just, I just add them. So just you, you guys talk about yourselves. I'm going to add that. Well, cool. can you also maybe give us a few of the ones that are on the list? Nate? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Wall Street Grandpa is one. <laughs> Everything with cheese. Lib- liberal allen uh steak mud and now ice dinghy is going on there and these are all things i've heard, like phrases i've either said or have heard and i thought that that makes a good band name and um, anyone listening if i hear any of you starting a band with those names i will be in touch because this is my property intellectual property tm of nate saunders um unless sorry. unless you're from sochi because We've just criticised it heavily when we really... That's probably a little bit unfair. So you're allowed to fight back by stealing any, anything that's stealable uh, on There's this gonna pod. There's going to be a bunch, of, a bunch of Eurovision song content, like entries in the next few years just <laughs> named, after my, named after this list. And they're going to laugh at me. Um, yeah, probably. But I think part of me is, is so disappointed in all of that because we get to get some really cool things when we go to races normally. Mm-hmm. Um, and this... I was thinking it was going to be up there and it was a real disappointment. Whereas it's not like the Rugby World Cup. Um, or, is that the actually... coolest thing? Is that the coolest one you've done, do you think? I, w- I was trying to think about this earlier. Um, probably. it was. It, I never would have gone to watch the Rugby World Cup in Japan without work. You know, just being there at the right time for the Japanese GP. Managed to go to two games, England against Argentina in Tokyo, or just outside Tokyo. Uh, beautiful, hot like day in October, great fun. Um, and then also it was South Africa against... Uh, Canada. It was Canada. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Uh, and Canada, I think, did score one try. So we went crazy for that. But South Africa smashed them like 91-7. Uh, and probably then we should have realised South Africa were quite good. But did see the technically saw the two finalists just at different in different games. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Really cool. Just such a cool atmosphere. One of those where the whole country was kind of invested in the huge event it was hosting. So a bit like when we had the Olympics here in the UK and there was a bit of fever. Um, I think that might top it. What about you, Beretta? What have you? Yeah, so I was going to say that was probably the closest experience of a sporting event that I've had to London 2012, where everyone is, everyone, wherever you are, a restaurant, a bar, traveling, everyone is just talking about that event that's going on at the moment and um in japan they absolutely went for it in terms of absolute fever like the game we went to see south africa canada wasn't that big a game um in the context of the tournament but everyone in there was acting as if it was it was just a huge huge game oh i've just remembered so um there's a photographer um nate might (laughs) know this uh called james burn or burn beaver um who nicknames uh barretto elvis for his hairdo and while we were outside, I think just like a supermarket near the stadium for the South Africa Canada game, just trying to find it again, a little bit of food and a beer tab. Um, there's a theme here, isn't it? We should, I might, I might go 
teetotal soon. Anyway, um, no. so uh, so we're outside this supermarket and suddenly we see a real Elvis impersonator who's just going to the game. Uh, and he said he was going to lots of games, I think, just dressed as Elvis and everyone wants photos with him. So we got Barreto to have his photo with Elvis and it was when Elvis met Elvis. It was... I think the the Elvis impersonator wasn't as impressed as we were that we had found Elvis and Elvis, um, but he posted the photo. To be fair to him, while in the in mid, the midst of trying to source tickets, right? Yeah, I think so you're I right. Think, yeah. I think we delayed him <laughs> to, while we asked for a photo and stuff, so he wasn't that excited. Um, I don't think I would look good in an Elvis costume, just as a side. I think you'd look great. Yeah, I think you would too. I think we need to test that theory I'm, I'm with nate on that but obviously we're split so the only way we're going to decide it is if you wear one <laughs> right okay i don't really get that logic but okay future future <laughs> podcast we'll do where um beretta dresses up as elvis and we'll put it on the facebook page well as, I'll we, only as do, we will the moon boots i'll only do that if you guys dress up as something as well maybe for the first podcast that we do say together as in in the same room maybe at a pub or something uh I will dress up as Elvis if you guys dress up as something else. Why do you have to mention the pub? It's always about there. drink with you, isn't it? God. <laughs> Presser, you've got to you've got to talk to your friends about this issue of yours. You know, like. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm game for that. I could dress up as something. Um, I'm going to dress up what. as Nate. <laughs> nice. Do it. You'd have to. You have to work hard on that. Just shave. Just shave your hair, and you've got the beard done. Um. Anyway, like you can get one of those like um, swim cap, skin colour swim cap things. Well, I mean, that's not, come on, let's not get insulting and offensive. Um, Would I? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I, you know, you've said it now. It's out there. Registered it. Um, no, I wasn't but, trying to be offensive. He's gone mate. there. Like, he's, he nearly had a moment. He has had a bit of a moment. It's one of Brett's I knew stunts. that. I knew, I knew that set him off. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I actually love... I, I, I shaved my head again the other day, like fully with a proper like razor. Brilliant feeling. Great feeling. You should all do it. I endorse that. Anyone listening, male it, or female. Was it the same trimmer that um, is endorsed by the uh, F1 Nation podcast? No, I haven't got that yet, but I keep hearing very good reads from Tom Clarkson about that. And, you know, I want, I want in. That anyone, is a sensational anyone, read. Yeah. Anyone who wants to hear a great read from the great Tom Clarkson, go and listen to the F1 podcast. Um, it's a very funny how serious he, he, he takes that. <laughs> it's a trimmer for another, another region of the, uh, of the, of the male body. <laughs> and it's not the legs. <laughs> on that note, Nate. On that note, yeah. What's been the coolest thing you've got to have done? <laughs> well, I was just thinking this. So there's a few. So I've always, uh, you know, I always loved AC Milan. And we went there to San Siro to watch uh, Milan Roma, I believe it was. Great game. Um, but what actually stands out for me thinking about it because we've been to, Mendes and I went to Madison Square Garden and then we went to MetLife Stadium two days like on consecutive evenings. That was awesome. Um, but going to Texas Motor Speedway with Meadows and with Lawrence Edmondson was awesome. That was between, it was after the US Grand Prix in 2018, I think, or 2017. And um, usually I wouldn't have put another racing event in here, but it was so different. And, you know, the, the, the crowd at a NASCAR race is kind of... You, it's just kind of so different to what you expect from like European sports. Um, it's just great. You know, the noise of the engines and stuff and like everyone was just geeking out on different things. We were quite lucky because we went and 
you know, we were new journalists that worked there. So we were quite lucky that we got to go into the pit lane, which does always kind of skew the memory of events like that, because you end up getting something that maybe wasn't something you'd have got on a regular fan ticket. But that was pretty cool. Like, and just walking around the pat, like the pit lane, I remember like Dale Earnhardt, because Danny Rick was there as well that weekend. And we we're trying to see if we could bump into him. Um, yeah, but that was pretty cool. Um, and then all the times, like all the times, so when Meadows and I went to Chicago, um, Meadows in the space of a week dragged us to the, um, the Cubs <laughs> like three times. It was amazing. Um, and it is cool to be honest, but like we were there for like two days and he'd already been like, look, there's really cheap tickets. <laughs> and I was like, you planned this. Like we'd walk to Wrigleyville just for a beer, he said. And then before I knew it, I was like, shit, I'm in, I'm you know, at Wrigley Stadium watching baseball. So, um, yeah, I, I wish I'd seen more sport. I'm actually going to throw a wild card in just while I remember. It's not technically sport, but we all went to see Sir Paul McCartney in concert, didn't we, in Mexico City? Oh, yes. At a, sporting, at a sporting event location. So I'm going to put it in there because it was at the, uh, what's the stadium? Azteca. Azteca. Yeah. yeah. Azteca. And we were awesome. stood. And I remember because we'd all had a bit to drink, I kept t- turning around to you and being like, this is probably where, roughly where Maradona did the hand of God right here. And you were like, Nate, shut up about it. Like, none of us care. And I was like, it was probably like around here. Like, if you look at where we are in the stadium, it was right here. And you guys were like, can you shut up about the hand of God? And I just kept talking to Dieter Rankin and he told me to shut up. <laughs> that was the one you kept asking Dieter if he was having a good time. And he was just like, yes, yeah. mate, I'm having a great time. I think he kept saying he wished his, wished his wife was there too, though. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sweet. yeah. And then instead he had to put up with me asking about Maradona. <laughs> Um, that was cool. I've got two points. One, Nate, you need to get yourself a sound effect somehow because I've got the the intercom interrupting things. Beretta's got the train horn. So um, as in... I'll work on it. The train, the noise that is made by the train as it goes by. That's what I mean by train horn in case there's any kind of confusion <laughs> there. Um, and also, when you said about something else that's not quite sport, I thought you were going to say Lucha Libre Mexican wrestling. Cause yeah, that's where yeah. I thought you were going. I just yeah, want no, to put right. a video up on our Facebook page of when... Uh, I think someone gets thrown out of the ring or jumps out of the ring and puts someone through a table or whatever it happened. Something crazy goes on. And I remember I was filming it and I just turned, because there's a lot of us there, about 30 of us from F1 there. Uh, the race organizers had taken us. Um, we really do have the coolest job. And and turning to the to like our group celebrating. And it was just you two, both of you, kind of like punching <laughs> yeah. the air, looking back at me going like, this is amazing. It was so funny. Yeah, I can't, um, believe, I, I can't believe I didn't think of Lucha Libre, especially thinking of Mexico. Because that, we, yeah, we've been twice, haven't we? Yeah. And it was just bonkers both times. It was so uh, good. Like sat right next to the ramp as well. So like when they come in and all the, like, the pageantry around it, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. There's few events that I've been to where I've got into it so much. I just got a bit carried away by the atmosphere and just being there and what was going on. But that also reminds me that, Nate, you practiced doing one of the jumps from the top of the ropes, didn't you? I did. With, well, no, um, no, no. I With Beck Clancy. Or was Beck, I was Beck the one on the floor on and she jumped right. and then it was a slow motion video. Because, you know, as you guys are fully aware, because I've talked about it a lot when I was a kid, I, w- I really wanted to be a pro wrestler. You know, I watched The Rock and Stone Cold and Chris Jericho, etc., so I always had dreams of getting into the ring. So when we were in there, I was like, this is cool. Like maybe I could, and then, and then that one guy like put me into a, remember he got my arm into an arm lock and I was like, uh, okay, this guy's going to break my arm. A bit like <laughs> when we went to that meal in Spain as well, the same guy did the same thing. And uh, yeah, it's, the, the, those guys don't mess around because the thing is, I know it's all scripted, but they, it's obviously such a serious art form for them. I think if they, if you get in the ring and they think that you're kind of pissing around, which maybe we were a little bit, cause we'd, you know, we'd been on the source as they say. Um, yeah. I think that they kind of looked at that a bit, maybe a bit negatively, but it was a great experience. I remember us all standing on the rope and taking pictures like we were, like we were the big, like the big shots. That was cool. 
That was fun. Uh, yeah, it was a People listening to this right now are going to be like, these, these, these guys sound like idiots. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's every episode for starters. Secondly, they do think we are alcoholics because every story is like, oh, we've been having a few drinks or we wanted Well, a few I mean, drinks. when you're friends with Lawrence Barretto, how can you not be an alcoholic? You know, <laughs> exactly. Dragging us to pubs and... Which brilliantly brings me to, you mentioned AC Milan against Roma, which was a great mm-hmm. game at the San Siro. And it was a uh, last minute winner, I think, for AC Milan. They won 2-1. Um, yeah, Higuain. Yeah, and because I've got, well, we've both got a mate who works for Roma, um, who was there, mm. does their like media, social media stuff. Um, so he wasn't too happy when we said it was really cool what happened. You know, the place going mental in the last minute was a lot of fun. Uh, so we, again, keeping the theme going, left and thought we should have a beer as we leave because there was like a supporters bar, like official supporters bar just outside the San Siro. And we walk up to it. And what is this bar called? You think we're the ones who are the bad influencers? It was called Barreto Bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we walk into yeah. Barreto Bar, and Barreto's not there with us, sadly. No. He's not even in Monza, I don't think. No. Um, so we were very sad about that, but we're like, this is awesome. And then Barreto Bar had its own T-shirts. So we clubbed together. Um, it was like hundreds of euros. These were really expensive T-shirts. <laughs> and we clubbed together all the cash we had and made some calls and you know took out some loans. And we bought one of these T-shirts in um, the right size for Barreto. I think it was the right size. And, yes. and gifted it to him. Small, size small, if anyone's interested. <laughs> I think it was quite late in the season because it was when you were next at a race, but when we were all there, I think. we wanted So to you gave it to you. me at Singapore. There we go. I've got a sh- I think I've got a photo of it laid out on my laptop when you gifted it to me. And, uh, and you wear it regularly, right? I do wear right? it. Yeah, I do. Actually, yeah. yeah. I've never seen I, you wear it. Actually. No, normally. And, you know, and I remember setting up the GoFundMe. I ran the London Marathon just to fund us buying that shirt. Yeah. I didn't really do that. That would have been cool, though. Um, well, I don't think probably... I was at... I wasn't at Singapore. I've never done Singapore, have I? So I wouldn't have seen that when you... Right. The grand reveal. Yeah. Sorry, Nate. But no, I appreciate no, it all the same. It's very thoughtful. Barreto but... is a popular Italian name, just to clarify here. Um, I do not run a chain of bars in Italy. There's a, lot, there's a chain of cafes... Um, called Il Barretto in Italy as well. Um, none of them are affiliated with me, Lawrence Barretto, just for clarification. Did your bosses tell you to say that? <laughs> no. Or the tax man? It's like, well, if they I, know it's yours, I, you should be paying tax on those things. Yeah, no, I see. I realised that sounded like a bit of an advert, and it wasn't intended to be. Well, it was an advert for them. <laughs> well, keeping it, <laughs> yeah. Keeping it in the their family, sale, I see, Barretto. Their sales are going to go through the roof now. Yeah. Um, it was, it no, was no, very I'm cool. I'm very grateful for the t-shirt and I do wear it <clears throat> and I'll try and wear it at a time when I see you guys both. Maybe I'll wear it on the next podcast. Well, we'll, we'll try and find a photo of that to stick on the Facebook page as well. Cause I mm-hmm. keep forgetting to put things on there. So if I say it enough times, maybe I'll remember. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll mm. do it. Um, one sporting event I wanted to mention is when we go to Montreal um, and the fixtures lined up to the point where you can normally go see Montreal impact on a Wednesday night before um, the race weekend starts and flights normally land about four o'clock and, um, when you get to Canada. So it actually works out quite nicely. But it was Jimmy Roberts, formerly of F1 Racing Magazine fame, now Formula One Magazine fame, uh, who introduced me to them because he's, he's a fan. And I say he's a fan because he's got a scarf that he's got hung up above his telly at home. So I reckon that if you've done that, then you're a fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we went along to that and it was the year that Didier Drogba was their star player. Um, he was hopeless. But their, the Montreal Impact strategy was just to pass the ball to him all the time. But his strategy was just to spray the ball away because he didn't want it. It was one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. But it was hilarious because we were in the... They've still got... Um, what's the stand? What do you call them? Stand The place where you stand? Terracing. Terraces. 
Yes, they've still got Terrace in um, behind the goal um, on one side. And they've got, I think they called the ultras. They're like the fans who, they bring um, all sorts of instruments. They still let off those smoke. Smoke bombs or flares and stuff. Flares, see. Medlin's helping me with all the words today. Well, I was... I was either there for that game. I certainly went with Jimmy for a future game. I'm not sure if it was the same one as you. Did you come to the one that we went, also went to one where Defoe was the star player? No, that one I don't I, remember. I, I, remember I used Drogba. the term loosely. <laughs> hey, Defoe, Defoe was, a, was still a player. Till, is he still playing? I don't know if he's still playing. I don't know. Um, I think I came to the Drogba one because, yeah, I seem to remember it being an awful game and it was cold. It was cold, yeah. Um but so that is one of my favourite things about doing this job is that you get to try different sports, like sea sports that I would never, ever get the chance to do. Um, oh, Nate. Go yeah, ahead. so <clears throat> I was watching a show on Netflix the other day called Home Game and they, they, was, they show different sports from around the world and one of them is roller derby and that is big in Austin. So when we're finally able to go back to Austin, that's my next one on the list, What's roller that? derby, because it looks insane. So it's basically like, it's like a velodrome style thing and they're just there's two teams wrote like and you've basically got to get through it explains it you've got to watch the documentary i clearly okay. didn't watch it well enough because i can't explain <laughs> the rules but there's a violent element to it so like the players can jostle they can like throw each other around and punch and stuff it's it looks insane and the crowd in austin seemed pretty rowdy from this documentary it was it's not the only place they play but like it's big in austin so roller derby let's do it well, speaking of Big and Austin, I think we've had one listener once from Austin. So if, if you are that listener, <laughs> if you could um, yeah, drop please, a comment on one of the... Yeah, just, just tell us where we should go and watch or who we should support. Maybe we'll, we'll pick a team um, and we'll evolve this podcast from complete nonsense about Formula One-ish to complete nonsense about Roller Derby. So, you know... That's what the people want, I think. Yeah, I can, tell, I can, I can feel the, like, the swell of the movement behind it. They just they can't get enough of it. So, all right, we'll do, we'll do as they want. A surefire way to expand our fan base, roller derby. After the episode that was called Alienating Even More Fans. <laughs> I was, as an aside, thinking about getting roller blades or roller skates to go around the circuits. Be better than your moon boots. Uh, yeah, so, but, <laughs> so at the moment I'm not running, so I'm doing track walks instead just to get some sort of exercise because I've hurt my knee. Um, and, but I forgot my trainers, so I actually walked around in my yellow neon boots. I think I've hurt my knee more doing that. But I should have raised money for charity. That's how painful it was. But that's, you know, that's my commitment to the cause, guys. You need to get a bike. Yes, I do. Uh, and I'm, I'm really sad to say that this is a podcast. You didn't see what Medlin just did, but he did. <laughs> yeah, I've never <laughs> seen anyone. I kind of like rotated them. It was a bit like weird. A hand, like a hand bike. That was yeah, really yeah, strange. Yeah, hand biking. Well, because I can't, that... if, I, if I moved my feet and pedaled, one, that'd be stupid. Two, you wouldn't well... see because you can only see down to my But we also, we also know what a bike is, so you didn't need to do... <laughs> like a visual act for it like it I wasn't like, like i was like what does he mean by a bike like what is he what is he saying <laughs> oh he means the, the bike oh those things yeah okay cool i get you i don't like to assume you know sometimes you just gotta think like you've got to talk to everyone in this job as a journalist you know you might be talking to someone who knows the most minute details or you might know someone or talk to someone who knows nothing and i look at the two of you and i feel like you know nothing <laughs> that's fair. that Medland would be fair and probably a good point to leave this podcast uh, before you start abusing us even more. Um, thanks very much again, chaps, for your time. Very much appreciate it. Thanks to everyone who's listened. Please do subscribe, hit the subscribe button and obviously just listen to us as many times as you can uh, to up our views. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I've been Lawrence Bretto. You can see my work on F1.com. You can read Chris's work on Racer.com and Nate's work on ESPN.com. That's all for now. We'll see you soon. Bye.
Sports Social Podcast Network.